0: All right. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe it, give me an amen. amen. All right, let's take our declarations quickly and then we'll settle down. Well, we might settle down, <laughs> but we definitely will study a bit and bring our series to a conclusion. All right, let's take the declaration of understanding as we begin to study. One, two, let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of Him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His word. The word is entering my heart, it is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. Amen. Understanding is your portion once again this evening. If you believe that, give me another amen. Amen. Alright, can you bless somebody beside you? Tell the person, God will give you direction. direction. He will give you insight. insight. He insight. He He will give you help. He will open your eyes. You will see truth that others are blind to. to. Say, by that knowledge, knowledge, freedom will come into your life. By that knowledge, knowledge, fear will disappear. disappear. By that knowledge, knowledge, command of nature will come to you. you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, by that knowledge, knowledge, Satan will run. run. Demons will flee. You know, they came and rejoiced. Jesus said, I saw Satan falling like lightning. What you understand is what decides the kind of authority you carry. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, that's it. It's what decides the kind of authority you carry. Many years ago, when Ebola started, one of our brothers called me early I didn't even know anything was going on, you know. He just called me one early morning. So I woke up. I stayed very late, so he woke me up. He said, sorry, sir, I'm sorry to wake you up. Is it true? That when you bathe with salt water, it prevents Ebola. I just told him nonsense and I went back to sleep. Now, only for me to get out and come out later and find that half of Nigeria were covered with salt. <laughs> Why was I that confident is understanding? Why was Elisha not afraid? It was what he knew. What he knew that the average person did not know, which his servant did not know. That's what I mean when I'm saying things like this. Are you getting my point? So prophesy to your friend, your neighbor again. Say, God will give you knowledge. God will give you knowledge. He will give you insight. Give you insight. And, by and by that knowledge, confidence will rest in your soul. Will rest in your by, that soul. by that knowledge, anxiety will disappear. Anxiety will disappear. By, that by that knowledge, fear will cease. Fear will cease. By, that by that knowledge, purpose, will come. purpose will, come. will come. Direction will come. Pleasing the Lord will come. In the, In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Say, tell the person, so to, me. so to me. You know, they say, same to you. one's <laughs> say, same, <to you." laughs> same to me. <laughs> All right, let's take our seats. The Lord is good. All the time. I said, the Lord is good. All I want us to start today. Uh, there's a scripture I want us to read. We've been talking about Exalt the Most High. I just feel like um, we should add something to it as we close this series. And as we talk about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's important we talk about him. There was a question he asked at the time. He said, who do men say that I am? It's very important we understand that. Now, when we don't understand who he is, we represent him wrongly. When we don't understand who he is, what happens is that we are not able to participate in the grace that he's releasing. When we don't understand who he is, we end up you know denying the grace that God sent him to bring into our lives when we don't understand who he is we confuse him with other gods like i say all the time he is not like other gods oh good enough that's the magazine we still have the current one he is not like other gods he is not like other gods when we don't understand who he is we confuse him with other gods when in actual fact he is not like them at all he's unique He's the only one in his cadre. He's the only one that's in his rank. I hope you're getting my point. Sometimes people think that the contest of life is between Jesus on this side and Satan on the other side, and they are dragging somebody. Jesus never, cla- you know, he didn't... I, I, please, he never even told people to beware of the devil. He respects money more than that is. Beware of covetousness. You cannot save God and mammon. I hope, I hope you're getting my point. Satan is not at all his rank. We must understand it. Satan is not at all his rank. They are not struggling. He's not. Um, give me two boxers. Not Tyson Fury against Jonathan Anthony Joshua. No, no, no. Those are both heavyweights. They are in the same class. So they fight each day, trying to see who will win. It's not those kind of things that we are dealing with here. That kind of thing. They are not. Jesus and Satan are not in the same rank at all. It is not as if when Jesus is coming. Oh Satan is coming now. Saying, "You do Jesus like this, then they want to fight. They don't. They, they don't. They don't. They don't. I mean, they, they are not in that They are not that kid. They are not that level of people. You know, persons ranking with each other. So let's see who will win. It's not like that. If Satan wants to fight anybody, we people like us, it wants to attack. And it, and Jesus said, "Look, safety is just come and hide in me. If you hide in me, then he will run. Satan will run." I hope you're getting my point. Some people stay up all night rebuking the devil. I say, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. All you do is you resist. How do you resist? He knows he's not your level. Please, let me emphasize it again. He knows. That's why he tempts. That's why he tempts. If he was your level, if he had that amount of power, he wouldn't tempt. He would just come and snatch. He doesn't do that. He walks in and says, has God really said? He has to entice you. He has to stay far and do you like this. It's when you come out, Do you understand my point, that you get into trouble. If you stay where God kept you, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If you stay where he kept you, Satan is frustrated. I hope you're getting my point. That's just how it is. He doesn't have that kind of power. He says, people now say that Satan has said that I will not prosper. I say, why do you say things like that? He can't say it. He knows. I hope you're getting my point. He can't. He doesn't have that power to say it. He doesn't. What he does is he tempts you. He knows the things. He understands principles. So he knows the kind of things you will do and you will sleep from the, from the high place where God has kept you. You know, the kind, he knows the kind of things you will do and God will not be able to lift you. So he talks to people. He said, listen, no, there is no enchantment against Jacob. There is no divination that works against Israel. So you know what they are going to do? I was telling Balak, you know, Balak, you know what you will do? You have to entice them to leave the covering of the Most High, and come under your control. They have to live where God has kept their protection and come into where you have power. That's what he does. So he comes, tempts people. It's starts enticing them. You know, that's what we were declaring earlier. If God gives us insight, you know, so, you know, there are things, let me give you an illustration. This happened some time ago. People were discussing. They said, assume it's a day to your wedding. All right? And your wedding is on Saturday. Today is Thursday. And then... Somebody already calls you and offers you, they said a contract. Let's assume it is cash. Okay? And that discussion was contract. A contract for, is it, 300 million dollars or one billion? They said one big sum like that. That what will you do? I mean, you have to go and attend to it and never miss your wedding on Saturday. So discussion was raging. That's when you know where the heart of men Somebody said, listen, no, oh, it's only your wife you owe an explanation, no. Oh. Because if the thing clicks, she will forgive you. Ah, it's only that, exactly, you call the girl and explain. get okay, this is breakthrough. So we'll postpone the wedding until I've gone to collect the contracts. And they will now marry again. Then we will marry. They will now be rich. And people were talking and talking. I, talk, I said, money never even come. This is just. <laughs> The money has not even come. This is just a hypothetical situation. Like a, a tall reverend will say that the had an uncle. I said the man is laid down. That they will be quarrelling, fighting, on money he has not made. That the man will be that guy used to have a lot of ideas. I'll be very careful of guys with a lot of ideas. We are not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, ideas. People, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of him. In fact, remember one of our brothers. here yeah, used to have ideas. I warned him one day. I said next time I hear an idea from your mouth, me and you will have trouble. And that's the next time I see you, I want to see something you are doing with your hands. Forget these ideas. It's not carrying you anywhere. Okay? So here you have this guy like that. So, they the guy had a lot of ideas. So when he does, he does that, he will now make, let's say today's temp, like 50 million naira. Ah. So, Yinka will say, please, oh, bros, when that 50 million comes, I should be able to help, you know, when I will have helped you now. At least 2 million should reach my hand. Then fight will start. What have you done to this? 2 million naira. <laughs> what have you done? I said brother, but I was the one that was going to help you. I he said no, 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 small boy like you. What I will? and then it was that coin. me, that hasn't come. But let me not forget my gist. So that see arguments. This is you know WhatsApp chat. I was reading the whole thing. I just shook my head. Now you see where I'm going. Somebody said that look, you don't owe anybody. What you the person you owe is that young woman you're about to marry. She's the one. You owe an explanation. And I said, okay, I wasn't, I was really, I can't read anything from my wife's phone. I said, eh, ah, all the guests you brought from all over the country, you owe them no explanation. Now, this is, he said, Pastor Bank, what will you do? Let me tell you the truth. I will not hesitate. I won't even discuss with you. I said, sorry, my wedding speech fixed for Saturday. He said, but that's your only chance. I said, opportunity comes but once. Now, listen to this. Now, you see where I'm going. It's insight. Don't think I don't like a billionaire. I like it too. If you don't think I like it, okay, just trust me with 200,000. Just see what I will do. <laughs> okay? Remember, I was talking about Satan, right? Now, when I was praying earlier, and we're declaring earlier, I said that, look, God should give you insight. Why would I say that? A number of reasons. One. One. I realized I've understood something. First. Opportunity comes but once. It's not the gospel of a blessed person. Everything in life is a test. Those two reasons are the reason why I will let it work. I said this is a test. It is a test. God is checking something. I have to pass this one. He wants to know how much money matters to me. He's weighing things. He has looked at it. You plan the wedding for how many days? For how many months? Three, four, maybe five months. Your parents, your parents-in-law to be, your friends, everything, even the young woman you're about to marry, everything is hanging on that day. Now, the day I mean, God forbid there should be an earthquake. Of course, it will not hold. But somebody now offers you money. That's what God wants to check. Let me see what this guy will give for money. And I always have. I also have an impression in my heart. When I see you, when you offer it, I start seeing Satan in you. I don't know whether you're getting my point. I start seeing Satan in you. As you are telling me, I'm not seeing the money. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing horns growing on your head. I'm seeing your tail coming out. I'm seeing two, you know, the fangs coming down like this. I'm seeing your tongue coming out, turning to bifid, you know, breaking into two. And this I said talking about money like this, I'm seeing something else. So why, why would I not be tempted? I'm sorry to say, I'm not bragging. I can't be tempted because I've seen all of this. So inside that money you're offering me, I've seen Ebola. I've seen rat poison. I've seen all kinds of destructive things inside. And like I always say, it's the beginning of a lifestyle. You may think it's just one. No. Tomorrow they will offer you something else to deny God. So just forget it. So when they offer me like that, I'll just say, say hey, bros, the test to check whether this is mine or is not mine is that I'll tell you, hold it for one week. I'll give somebody else Do you know the truth? It won't change my life. I will still get to where I'm supposed to get to. I will still become who I'm supposed to be. That money or lack of it will not change it in any way. Paul said, I have learned to be independent of circumstances. I've learned to be abundance. I've learned to be, you know, privation. He said, in life and, and all the circumstances, I've learned how to be the same. You give me a billion, you don't give me a billion. As a matter of fact, it's on record, most of the people that win America mega millions commit suicide after a few years. You know, what they come America mega millions. You win 200 million dollars at a go. Most of them don't live long. But you know, you can never tell anybody that, please, don't play it. Just in case you win it, you might die. They say, no, let me win it first. Now, what am I going to say? That's all Satan can do. Offer us things, entice us. Come, come, come. When will I have come? Are you getting my point? Followed him. That is where he has power. Ordinarily, he is not mate. metal. I hope you are getting my point. It's not Jesus is dragging you here. Satan is dragging you here. If Jesus holds your hand and you hold him back, Satan falls down. He he keeps falling, he falls into a bottomless pit. He and Jesus are not, they are not mates, they don't struggle. They don't struggle. Did you see the way the demons used to react? He's not talking to them. He just came to church. Unroll your scroll to Isaiah chapter 5. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't get I've ah, you come to destroy us before the time yeah, I know who you are <laughs> Say, shut up that is he, he wasn't talking to the person he just opened his scroll just okay I'll roll your scroll like two inches you will get to where Isaiah said and then commotion will be there just standing just standing didn't talk to anybody didn't abuse anybody I hope you are getting my point here That is why they are not mates at all. They are not mates at all. That is why I think it is so irresponsible of Christians to spend all night praying about the devil. So today you will say to the devil, everything you have taken in my life, I am going to collect it back. Satan said, good. Why? Because that one hour you spent praying is what he wanted. You don't understand it. He wanted you to waste one hour praying over nothing. Let's talk about Jesus. He is not his mate, and like one thing he said. That Mark, Mark chapter eight. Let's read from there. Jesus went out in verse twenty-seven, along with the disciples, to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he questions his disciple. He questioned his disciples, saying to them, "Who do people say that I am?" They told him, saying, "John the Baptist." That's what some people said. And others say, Elijah. But others, they say, one of the prophets. And he continued by questioning them. But who do you say? You, you. What's your opinion? Who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. And he wanted them to tell no one about him. I just chose that one to read something here. That is, you see that Jesus is interested in what you think of him. I hope you're getting my point. Jesus is interested in your opinion of his person. Please let me, because I'm not going to do this for a long time, I just wanted to declare some things about the Lord Jesus, our school of prayer. A part of praying is this thing we're talking about. Magnifying God all the time. Magnifying the Lord all the time. When Benihin said what he said last time, that the Holy Spirit is tired of preachers asking for a $1,000 seed. And that man, oh, that man responded and said, this is the principle of Christianity, that I was sick. And my father, my mother said she planted a seed and put demand on that seed. And I'm, I'm well today. And he called another minister. He said, I know you planted a $1,000 seed, and your son has been delivered from his troubles and is a preacher on your pulpit today. When I saw, heard those things, he said, I felt bad. I said, they have taken away my Lord. I don't know where they have laid him. You got healed. You blessed the principle of seed. A man's son was delivered and he became a preacher. You blessed sowing a thousand dollar seed. There was no Jesus mentioned at any point in time. If I were to reply to the man, I'm still tempted to send him a mail. I have not overcome the temptation yet. I will let him know and say, you see, does it work? That's not our discussion. We are not arguing whether that principle works or not. We are saying, is that spirituality? Is that Christianity? What you have done is that you have taken the glory of Jesus and you have given it to your seed principle. What we are saying is that Jesus is the healer and Jesus is the deliverer. That's what we are saying. And this Jesus does not need a thousand dollar seed to heal. This Jesus does not need a thousand dollar seed to deliver. This Jesus does not need you to put money and put less a demand. What he said, place a demand on my blood. Place a demand on the promises I made. Take those promises back to the father in prayer. And say, Lord, you said fulfill that which you have done. You don't make demand on seed that you sowed. It is called walking in the flesh. It is called walking according to the to, according to self-righteousness. We are saying, does it get results? I don't care. It's just not Christianity. After all, Christianity is not the only way you get results in life. The is the richest black man on this earth, the richest African, and of course, therefore, the richest Nigerian. He doesn't even come to church. So if we are looking for results, I mean we may self-follow them and go to him. that's what we are saying. We're not arguing results here. God is not, a, he's not in the competition of who's materially most prosperous. God is not in the look, listen. You know, Jesus did not deny that people were casting out demons the time he came. He said, if you are saying I cast out demons by Baal how do your sons cast them out? It was not again. He did not say nobody cast out demons until like him. Your sons are casting out demons. The sons of Skiva were exorcists. They just found that the name of Jesus walked <laughs> in the mouth of Paul. So they came to try it. Oh, I was trying to say? There are principles by which people cast out demons. And that's not the principle of Jesus. So there are many ways you get results in this life. After all, we see people who practice Hinduism. People who practice Buddhism. What they are trying to do is get what we call the rest of God. They have another way. That's why David said, open for me the gates of God. There are different ways you get the result. I hope you're getting my point. That is anything you want to enter in life, Jesus said there are different ways. We are saying, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to this. I am the narrow gate. Are you getting my point? I am the straight or tight way. That's what he's saying. And that one is the only one that leads to the Father. We are not trying to get results. We are trying to contact the father. And when we find the father, in him we find everything. I hope you are getting my point here. So people who come with results, they are not the ones we are arguing with. We are saying, did you find the father? You planted your seed. It's your problem. Does not concern me? I say boldly. I don't plant any seed to get any results. Jesus made it clear to me that I should approach the throne of grace... With confidence. Boldly. He said, ask the Father in my name. He said, the Father himself loves you. We are saying, when we Christians give, like Ben-Hein said that time. Okay? We're happy he said it. He said, if you don't love Jesus enough to give, don't bother giving at all. That's what I've always said. That's what I'm saying again. Why do we give? We love the Lord. Why do we give? We are responsible children of God. Why do we give? We understand that if somebody is in need, that is how Jesus disguises himself. I hope you are getting my point here. He said it himself. I was thirsty, you gave me water to drink. I hope you are getting my point. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was naked, you clothed me. I was in prison, you visited me. That's what we understand. That's why I wrote the tract, it is God and I. The anything I'm doing with some to somebody else is God I'm actually doing it to. And that's how we operate. We are not manipulators, we are lovers of God. We are children, obedient children of our father. That is what we are. And that is why we are careful not to take the glory of Jesus and place it on a seed. So if we want something from the Father, we ask in the name of Jesus. That's what we're talking about. He said, who do you say that I am? We are saying, listen to this. You are the reason God answers our prayers. Did you hear what I said? Yes, that's it. You are the reason why God blesses us. I'm describing Jesus now. That's what we're doing today. You are the, you know, you are the true son of God who existed in eternity and came down for the sake of mankind. You are our righteousness. You know what I mean of our righteousness? That even though we were sinners, you died and exchanged your glory. I hope you're getting my point. For our poverty. So that we, who were poor, now we have glory. That's what Jesus is to us. I hope you're getting my point. You know one of the things I love about Jesus the most? You have heard me say it many times. I don't watch black history films. American black history films. Please, if you are a Jew, that is Israeli, Israeli, I mean no insult. I love you like I love everybody else. But you know the truth? I can watch Holocaust movies. I'm not saying I like what Adolf Hitler did. It was bad. Adolf Hitler will fill a room like this with people, shoulder to shoulder, women and children. Another room, just men. And they say, okay, they should have their baths. So that they say it's a basement room. As soon as they enter, they close the door, they open the gas, and everybody suffocates on poisonous gas in the next few minutes. That's what he used to do. Right above it, they open something, drop stuff in there, Cyanide just oozes out. And then they open the doors and carry the corpses, burn them to ashes. They examine, they did some things. They examine the corpses, people that have a, uh, Gold in their teeth, they remove all the gold. They cut women's hair. To note, if they have, if you have, if you happen to be, to have strong hair, they will cut the hair, use it for something, before they burn the fellow. They will use people until, you know, they give them less than, for a whole day's hard work, they'll get less than what you take in one meal. So after a year, a man is emaciated. And when he's so weak, he can't work anymore, they kill him. It was terrible. They turned human beings to experimental animals, lab rats. The Nazi physicians and scientists, they did that, experimented with Jews and other minorities, not Jews alone. They did wickedly. When I was in Lagos those days, one of my colleagues had, (laughs) let me not tell you the specialty, he's a surgeon, very a special area of surgery. So he'll be describing how his boss operates is one of his old professors. One day I told him, I said, your girl behaves like a Nazi. <laughs> that the way he treats human beings, the kind of comments he passes, I said, this man behaves as if he's a Nazi. He laughed. You know why he laughed? You know why he laughed? He said one of his own professors was a Nazi. I said, I said this is your guy's behavior. This inhuman attitude he has in some areas. Now, let me not sit on that. I'm going to tell you how bad those guys were. They were bad. But you know what? When they do movies about it, I just feel bad, like, oh, wickedness. I see, like, a bad movie, horror movie, war film. That's the same class. But you know what? I cannot sit for five minutes... And watch a black history film. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I can't stand it. It makes me boil. It makes me angry. It brings tears to my eyes. I don't shed a tear when I watch Holocaust movies. Listen, please, get my point. I'm not saying what they did was bad. That's why I gave you all that gory details for you to know I understand. It's just that I don't feel the connection. But black history films can't stand them. It became even more painful for me when I became a father. So I look at my son I say, you mean? Because, of course, most slaves on this earth were blacks. Slave trade did not last 50 years. I hope you know. No, it didn't last 50 years. It did not last a 100 years. Blacks were not slaves in America for 150 years. They were slaves in America for maybe 300, 400 years. So we're not talking two days here. So let's get it clear. Many of us look at slavery as if it was something that occurred for like 30 years when the economy was bad. No. It was a lifestyle. From Badagri. From Cape Coast in Ghana. From Elmina Coast. All right? That's it. They are carrying blacks when they load them on ships. Mm? one-third will die on the way. They have to die. They are not tr- like they are cargo. They arrange them shoulder to shoulder. And the voyage is not two weeks like you have now with diesel, engine, you no know, boats, ships. Is it six weeks to three months voyage. You're lying down there, you're chained. When I went to Elmina Castle... They took us to the dungeon where the, capes, uh, the, the slaves were kept. This was in Ghana. And Cape Coast Castle. And they showed that these people will stay here from the time they are brought in until the next time the boat comes. Sometimes it takes three months. So they are in the dungeon, no light, nothing, for three months. They don't even go out to go and ease themselves. So they use themselves, you do it right there. And when the boat arrives, they file them out through a door that's called the door of no return. Many Americans have come back to pass through that door the other way. Black Americans that they have returned. But this is after 200 years. They put them on boats, lie them down. And then, if anyone dies along the way, they take the body, throw it into the ocean. It's one of the ways they make sure they got strong slaves. Or well, if you survive that voyage, you're strong. Then you get there sometimes. I'm not saying all the time. Of course, all the time, they put them on you know, auction. Like what they call Black Friday till today. Some people don't like it. They say it's slaves that were auctioned on Black Fridays. What they call Black Friday sales. They say, no. It was slaves being auctioned. But now it has now evolved to plasma TV, you know, LCD TV, iPads, you know, Samsung phones, ahead generators, fridges. No, those days it was slaves. Sometimes the master doesn't like the idea of you mistaking who you are. He brands you. What do you call it? Brand? Hot iron pressed against somebody's skin. They did not have names, surnames. So if a slave's name was, let's say, Okay, many of us have heard of um, George Washington Carver. His name was Carver's George. The jo- Carver was the owner. <laughs> so if you ask him, "What's your name?" he say, "I'm Carver's George. That is, I'm the George that belongs to Carver." If I come to my house and our dog says to you, "I'm Victory's dog." That's how the blacks, and that's how they live from generation to generation. And any children they had were slaves automatically. See why I can't watch black history films? Because Hitler killed Jews for a few years, and it was over. He could not change their psyche. T.J. said, you don't understand. Adolf Hitler killed whole families. So it it wasn't that it was good, but you could not create problems. They are dead. But for the blacks, they separated the men from the women. The boys grew up with no father figure. So till date, their minds are still warped. Please, I'm not telling you to hate the white white man. Please, oh. Please, oh. Get me right, oh. I'm not saying hate the white man. Let me just tell you why you can't. Last time I traveled, a few weeks ago, my friend and I were in the house. Just talking about it. He lives in the U.S. Okay, I was in his house in Houston. So we're just talking. That's why we have to be careful, you don't hit because we look at the violence in America, uh, different we talk about different things. We're now reminded that the, the blacks need to be reminded that uh, what's the name of that man that fought to stop slavery in, in England? The one we all know of, learned in history. Huh? William William Wilberforce. I said in England William Wilberforce was a white man. Let's not forget, William Wilberforce was not a black man. He was a white man. When Americans, when one million Americans died in their civil war, it was a fight over setting the blacks free. Don't forget that. When, um, what's his name? Um, ah, The one you mentioned just now, now, the black guy, Martin Luther King. When they were fighting the civil rights, they were funded by white people. Mostly Jews. So you think the blacks had the money to fight? Civil rights no be free. The money came from white people. So get it clear. There are cases in court where defended you know were argued by white lawyers. So let's not get the impression that white people are all bad. The slaves were sold by black people. The slaves were not caught by white people. They were caught by black people, kept in the dungeons by black people sold by black people to white merchants. Do you understand that? So, please, get me right. It's like blaming Egyptians for holding uh, holding Joseph as a slave. You forget that it was his brothers that sold him. Don't forget that part. <laughs> so Many of us are so angry with Egyptians that held Joseph as a slave. You forget who sold Joseph in the first place. Aha. Uh-huh. Don't forget that. So I'm going to say something here. Just to emphasize something to us why I can't watch black history films. It's, so, it's too painful for me because I'm black. So I imagine that somebody will look at my son and sell him because he's broke. Do you follow what I'm going to explain here? Yes, he got that bad. Now, it's why you're talking about it. So when we say Jesus is a redeemer, that's where I'm going. When you say Jesus is a redeemer, please, oh, that's not a joke. Oh. Is the reason why I am not a slave today and I can't be a slave and I can never be a slave. Is the reason why I don't have a slave mentality. Sometimes when I see some people, you know, the way you look at, uh, you see boy, you say, ah, it must be smart, it must be intelligent. You know, it has never crossed my mind. When I was growing up, the Tudor were soft; they were lazy. I thought that everything Africans were the hardest-working, smartest people. That's what it, that's how I grew up. It was just unfortunate that the country never really developed. <laughs> that was my own mentality. Believe me, that's what Jesus does for you. Jesus is the one that gives me confidence. I don't listen, listen to me, people, people, people. Get this, get my point. I don't know about you, I have never in my life wanted to go anywhere to prosper. Never. I have never counted it a privilege that uh, somebody comes from America looking at him like, ee, ee, ee. I've never. I told you, you heard my story, you know, I've used lost so many times. First time I went to the American embassy, it was the day I was going. I, I mean, I had dressed up in the morning. I was about to step out of my hotel room because I went to Abuja. And as I stayed in the hotel, when I just done them, I said, "Banky, you have not even asked God for this visa." I said, "Listen, this, this, you know, and this was a visa. I mean, it was not just the visa. I was going for a a training. I had applied, I had done this, I had, I had been you no know, selected, you know, and I, the people had approved everything. So the money for my uh, for my course ticket and upkeep everything about three thousand five hundred dollars." you know, had been approved. Had given them my bank statements to transfer the money. They just needed me to send them a, a copy of the visa, the U.S. visa. Then they would transfer the money. So, I'm trying to tell you that this took weeks. Took weeks. It, I mean, months. All this while, you know, I didn't pray one day. Father, oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, let his, you know, it didn't cross my mind. I had gotten all those things done. I had gotten my reply, sent it all to the European agency. You know, there's one particular agency, okay? They had, that is, uh, mails have been flying up and down. Okay, of course, there was email. Okay, I think, I, yes, they, I, they, I, I, I used email. But the, those my documents had to go by physical, you know? They had to sign it, send it back to me by post. I remember it took a, a long time. In all of this, my people, it didn't cross my mind. To say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to America. It was that day I just went, I booked my visa, let me now go in the morning. That was the first time it crossed my mind that I had not asked God. And I still remember, I had to come back to the room, you know, like he was about to lock the door. I just came back in, put my things out, and I stood beside the bed. I did stand on me, I can't remember. I just said, Lord, I just realized something, I have not asked you for this visa. And I still remember my words. I said, Lord, I just wanted to know, I really want to go for this training. It's a one month course. I really want to go. So I'm asking you now to grant the visa. Then I went for the interview. And the fellow who interviewed me was wicked. It was later on where she said that, well, this led to it. I said that me and the other guys have been watching you since denying everybody visas. So something led to it. She now wrote her. Uh, um, uh, Anyway, her rank for me on the piece of said, NIV chief. I said, oh, you are the chief? She said, yes. I said, that explains it. When she was going to interview me, the young lawyer who was beside me, <laughs> the young lawyer looked. Because something led to it. Where I was supposed to go, that one just went on break. Then that called next, and I was going to face this 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 weakest soul. So the young lawyer beside me said, ah. See, I met him. They were just sitting beside each other. And I told him, I said, watch this. That's what I did. I said, watch this. Unfortunately, by the time I came back, by the time I was done, he was gone. He meet him again. Of course, all the interview, I told the lady, he said, I've told you the story. He said, put money in your account. I had a hundred thousand naira in two accounts. Less than a thousand dollars. The lady looked at it I looked at her. Too. What is the problem? I'm talking about, co- I've never felt it's a big deal. Years before, maybe this one is even, this was not too long, but like 11, 12 years ago. Years before that time when country was hard. I told everybody, I wouldn't queue on a crescent for anybody. You know now, you can book online. Those days, touts, everything. You wanted to go for interview by 10, you're on the queue by 3 a.m. I said, I'm not going to queue for anybody. I used to drive by there once in a while because I would drive my cousin. I would just look, I would look at them and say, where are you people going? I just used to look at them. Foolish people. Why was I like this? That's where I'm going. One major reason why I was like that is that I f- Listen, 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 listen. Bishop Oedipo said something once. Please, don't be angry with him, but Get what I'm going to bring up from it. Bishop Oedipo said... Once, (laughs) his wife was in labor. So the doc, when he came next day, the doctor told him that I was looking for you under the tree. Now, under the tree was a place where men whose wives were in labor kind of gathered to wait, you know, just chill out. So he said, he told the doctor, me? Under the tree? Me? Under the tree? What if God catches me there? He'll put me out of ministry. (laughs) He said, what if God catches me there? He'll put me out of ministry. Under the tree. I mean, my wife is in labor. Doesn't mean I'm in labor. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, women don't be angry with him because I know you want your husband to hold your hand. Well, well. The man said, "Listen, this job has been divided. You do your own. Let me." But what I, where I'm going is, is, Jesus said, "They say ah, me under the tree. What if God catches me there? You put me out of ministry." That was my attitude. I, I'm not. I'm not lying to you. I used to feel that if God catches me on this queue, I will be in spiritual trouble. You're not going to preach. It's not like it's a missionary visa you're looking for. Is poverty driving you up and down like this. I said no in Jesus' name, no. I don't think I had money. I told you I used to go broke every month by the 15th. It was predictable. There was no prayer about it. 15th, this guy was broke. I don't know how it used to happen. By the middle of the month, now when I say broke, you must understand the meaning of broke. Broke as sin, there's no money at all, nobody's owing me. <laughs> it's not like I sold something and waiting for the person to pay. Broke as sin, I didn't used to go anywhere because Bishop Wedeko used to say that going up and down, looking for those who are not looking for you, is not the will of God. Broadcasting, let me explain it to you. We wanted to buy shirts. We only went to... There was a particular... We went to buy shirts on Marina. Where they sold used shirts. Well packaged. I'm not kidding. In the midst of that, I used to feel... Me? Run somewhere. Because of prosperity. Now listen to me. I'm not lying to you. God is my witness. The only... It's not like I liked suffering No, I just couldn't understand... How I will explain to God that is prosperity I'm looking for up and down like this. I couldn't understand it. And I've ne- I, I, you know, for me, in my sense of worth, you will kill it. If I go to America, hoping they will make me prosper. No, I felt it was an insult, that's what I'm talking about, to the Jesus who died for me. I felt it was, it was an insult. Remember that I told my wife, if you want to travel abroad, this is what I me." I said, no, you can't travel yet. Why? I said, because if you travel now, I don't have money to give you. I said, if you are going, you, I will need to give you, I think I said a thousand or two thousand pounds in cash to spend. Then I will know that you are doing the will of God. I hope I get my point. Not that you go abroad, you'll be behaving like, uh, you know, I came from Nigeria. Go for be but. No, 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 in Jesus' name. Amen. God forbid that. What am I talking about? I'm talking about what when you say Jesus is the Redeemer. That's what I'm describing. Do you know the reason? It's because Jesus died. I just feel like I owe it to him to recognize what he paid for. I I owe that one to him. I tell people any job I can't do in Nigeria, I won't do in America, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You won't make me do it. If I can do it in the US, I will do it in Enugu. I will. I see a lot of university graduates in Nigeria say there's no job. Let them learn in New York first. I'm not lying to you. The same job they could not do here is what they do. I'm talking about Jesus is the redeemer. When you say he redeemed, he redeemed them. I don't watch black history films for me, it's too painful. Why do I appreciate Jesus? Because I know He's the reason why I'm not a slave. Why were we blacks a slave? It's Noah's fault. My friend in Houston, last time I was there, we were talking. He said, Banky, that one, I've made up my mind, we'll discuss it when we get to heaven. He said, I have to ask. I said, God, why will you do this to somebody? I said, bro, it's, it's no I have an issue with. Let's get there first. As we are reconciling, I said, bro, no, I love you. You know, this is heaven. There cannot be anger. There can't be hatred. But then there's need for clarification. <laughs> your son sinned. Can't you find something else to say? That one yourself, one yourself, is that not good? You opened your mouth and said, curse be Canaan. A servant of servants he will be. Ah. <laughs> but I do not know. How will you do that to a person? So everywhere you get to, his land is devastated. He has natural resources, but he can't even mine them. For 38 million dollars, one of our central African countries will give a whole mining rights to a man who made that money back in less than a year. I said, don't be angry with the whites. I'm be angry with Noah. He removed the black man's ability to coordinate himself. I'm not talking about Noah. I'm not talking about white or black. I'm talking about Jesus. That is why you owe it to God to walk with God until the payment that Jesus made over you is expressed in practical terms. The world must know you are redeemed. Did you hear what I said? The world must know you are redeemed. And first of all, be redeemed in your heart, in your mind. Believe it. Don't sell your destiny. That's what I said at the beginning. Somebody offered me a billionaire. I, mean, I, I know what you are looking for. You are looking for who you keep a slave forever. By the time you are offering me a billionaire, there's something you have seen. I don't know what I get my point. He said the kingdom of God is like treasure that a man finds in the earth. He buries it, then sells all he has, and buys the land. I hope you are getting my point. He bought the land from somebody who did not know how valuable it was. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. I see that this man is buying this land. The man is buying it from this. He didn't know it was valuable. So people sell their birthrights because they don't understand they are redeemed. I'm talking about Jesus. Not about redemption actually. I'm talking about Jesus. He is the Redeemer. He is the reason why I will not die without fulfilling my destiny. He is the reason why, please don't believe these lies that my brethren preach sometimes. That God has a special people on the earth and they are currently fighting Syria and Iran to stay in peace. You know the people in the Middle East. They say Israel, they are God's covenant people. I don't know the Bible you read. The one I read, as I'm talking about Jesus, the one I read says that Jesus has broken down the wall of partitioning so that it is no longer possible to say one person is God's special people. You understand? One group, another group is not. He said all are now one in Christ Jesus. I hope I get my point. He said, every wall of partitioning enmity between them, he has broken down. He has reconciled them in his flesh. Please, I hope you're getting my point here. That's just what I'm talking about. He's the reason why, whether you're a Jew or not. You understand? You are the same. It is a lie. This gospel that is preached, that God blesses you for blessing that nation, Israel. It is a lie. Is an anti Christ doctrine. People just don't realize it, because if you understood Christ, you will know that's a lie. Is Pastor Michael, But the Bible says that eh, if bless Abraham, eh, whoever bless Abraham will be blessed, and who cursed Abraham will be cursed. Is that true of us? True. But what did Paul say to us? He said that promise was to whom? Please answer me. Was to whom? Abraham. Was to whom? Abraham and his seed. And he went on to say. Not seeds as of many, but seed as of one. And who is that seed? You know, I hear Christians actually say, if you want to be blessed, be praying for the nation of Israel. That doctrine is totally unbiblical. Please, I believe in praying for the nation of Israel. I hope you get my point. But just as much as I believe in praying for the people of Udi. You know where Udi is? 90 miles here. Over the hill. That's what I mean. I believe that as much as praying for the people of Zanfara. If you are looking for a blessing, if you are looking for a blessing in that regard, pray for the church of God, which Paul calls, peace be upon the Israel of God. Again, I'm not talking about the church. I'm not talking about Israel. I'm not talking about Gentiles. I'm talking about who? Jesus. And I'm saying the reason why that has happened is because of Jesus. Jesus is the reason why I'm not inferior to anybody. Jesus is the reason why I don't go to Jerusalem. And I don't want to go. They say, go and walk where Jesus walked. You are smoking. <laughs> I'm walking anywhere. Physically. Was that what he said we should do? Where did he say it in your Bible? Do you look, do we look like Muslims to you? There's no pilgrimage ground for Christians. There is none. Some of those things you see, fraud. This is the last of our room. Depends on which tourist company carries you there. So the people that are carrying you there is your money. Don't believe a word of it. You no, know, Paul said, even if we knew Jesus after the flesh, henceforth we know him thus no longer. What we know is that if anyone is in Christ... Is a new creature. Listen to me. He said when he rose up from the dead, you know what he became? He became the firstborn out of the dead. Anyone that wants to be special in God's eyes must be found in him. That, that's why he said, let's talk somewhere. I believe in touring to Abuja. I believe in touring to Isaiah, thank you very much. I believe in visiting cold mines. If you want me to tour, and really tall. What and where I want to tour, I want to go and see Azusa Street. Where the modern day revival broke out. That's what I want to see. Say where Jesus was born, nobody knows. Nobody knows. You know when Jesus was born, nobody knew it was going to be special later to be mapping the GPS parameters. <laughs> Who knew? And if you know the way God behaves, let me tell you something. This is our God. Let me tell you how he behaves. He hates relics. He hates relics. He doesn't want where people will go. My, my, one of my friends, he went once, he was, I mean, for him, it was Chop. I'm mean, like, Chop is that his friend was a big executive in one state and he said, come and be on the tourism board. So he said, why not? Let's go and earn some money. <laughs> so, he's a pastor. So he, he, he accompanied the, the, tourists tourist once to go to Israel. He said, Pastor Banki, ha, ah, I was ashamed. He said, you see people say, ha, ah. The, where, is it the grave where Jesus rose over there? They are rubbing the sand They He said, You're looking at him like this. God. He's not looking at them like this. For him, he just in our walk. He said, Let's go and look after the welfare of our citizens. He followed them. And he, he was looking at them like that. He said, Hey, ignorance. The people were there carrying sand to rub their bodies. This was where Jesus walked. The same God that is in their house, the God that is in their bedroom. Where he said, where two or three are gathered in my name. I am there, physically present. You are checking where he walked 2,000 years ago. Ask yourself, are you normal? <laughs> you know, imagine that I have my wife with me every day. Then one day, now I let me take you to where I was born. And I see where, where I was born. And I say, baby, please go home. Let me lie down where you were born. You know, she would look like, my husband, are you all right? What is going on? So I just want to feel your presence. You know, she's going to call and say, hey, Israel, please come. Oh. Help me call out the kingdom of men. Oh. Come and help me extract my husband oh, while I don't bust. Oh. Yeah, because it's going to be funny. I mean, me, you have with you. We live in the same house. They want to walk where I walked. We were every day, we are walking together. And I've said to you, abide in me so that I can abide in you. So where you are walking every day is actually where I'm stepping every day. You still want to travel, tell yourself the truth. Now travel the hungry you. Don't lie to me. That's what Jesus is saying to Christians. Don't lie to me. If you want to travel, travel. Don't use me as an excuse. In Nigeria today, it's all balance between Muslims and Christians. Because Muslims are going to Mecca. We have to feel that we must go somewhere so we can share equally of government money. Jesus, listen, is the reason why I'm not going to Jerusalem. He's the reason. They came to him. He said, do we need to come to Jerusalem? Or oh, okay, should we go to the mountain? What do you say? Ah, he said that time has passed. He said the time has come. Now, the father is looking for those who will do what? Worship him in spirit and in truth, not in Jerusalem or in the mountain then Christians still want to go to Jerusalem too. You know, when I watch them on television, it makes me laugh. I see people get excited. Some will say that, I'm going to pray over your prayer request right in Jerusalem. as if it's closer to heaven. (laughs) You know, when I see Christians behave sometimes, I say, you have denied this Jesus, you don't know it. You know, this is subtle corruption. You will not be blaming APC and PDP. This is subtle corruption. I send your offering we send it with a prayer request. Pastor Kimute will be traveling next week with um, Reverend Felix. And Israel will be, you know, will be there. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. And all the co-workers of King Word will be praying over your prayer request right where, John, you baptized Jesus Christ. You know what you are saying subtly is that this one that we are carrying it there. Answer is guaranteed. So increase the offering though, in case God is multiplying something. No wonder Brother He said Jesus is tired of it. Holy Spirit is fed up. Yes, they have, you now come with water from Jordan for baptism. Meanwhile, <laughs> anyway, the first African that was baptized was not baptized in the Jordan. <laughs> Ethiopian eunuch. Yeah. They were just going. Any water is good enough. Christians, they will not not travel to Jerusalem so that they can be baptized. Idolatry. Idolatry. Let me add a true word to it. Nonsense. Absolute rubbish. Ethiopia, Enoch saw water. He said, hey, Brother Philip, this looks like water. What starts me from being baptized? He said, do you believe? Ah, I believe. They stopped there. They baptized there. They didn't tell us the kind of water it was. In case you don't know, I don't want to be baptized in the, in the Jordan. Jesus agreed because he came to suffer for our sins. It's a dirty river. You don't know that? When they told uh, Naaman to be, to go and walk, he, he said, he which river? <laughs> Naaman said, hey, sickness don't person, no. Which river? There's a flying over. He's doing in Jordan. Listen, anywhere the people of God are gathered, any water that is there is perfect for baptism. Swimming pool acceptable. That is seasonal stream at the back of your village. Perfect. You are not cleaner. No, you know, you know, you see these things. People actually think, and it's a background of idolatry. They think that when they go there, God will be happy with them. We don't do pilgrimage in Christianity. Get it clear. We don't do pilgrimage. We don't. The only thing God commanded, which the Lord Jesus commanded for us as an ordinance, is communion. That I means things we would do regularly. Baptism is once. You know what communion is? As often as you can do it many times, Jesus is present equally in every aspect, in every part of this globe. That's what I was saying. Jesus is the reason why I don't go to Jerusalem. What 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 I'm going to say? He has made it clear it's not necessary. What did Jesus do? You know what was unique about Jerusalem? It was a place where God kept his name. You know what was unique about Jerusalem. The temple of God was there. You know what's unique about Jerusalem? The ark of God was in the temple. And when Jesus died, you know what he did? He tore that veil that shielded God into a small location on this earth. He tore it from the top to the bottom. So as to make it clear, it did not hear by human effort, not human hands. What did he do? He said, the presence of God does not reside here anymore. The presence of God is everywhere. Now, and any time people gather and mention that name, Jesus, is right there. He's right there. He's right there. If you ever see me go to Jerusalem just no sin at all, it's the same thing as Yankari Game Reserve and Kenya National Park, wherever it is, to go and see Lion. All I need about Jesus is found in the Word. Is found when I gather with his people. I'm talking about who Jesus is. He's the redeemer. He's the reason why I'm not any longer a second-class citizen. As a matter of fact, in case you are wondering, I don't have time to talk about it. Racism that is white against blacks, that's where it began from. It's a curse. It's a curse that was placed, but with Jesus has broken. That's what we're talking about. Who is Jesus? Is the eternal wisdom of God. The Bible says, by him all things were made. Let me explain what Christianity is. Christianity is that we accept, as foolish as it may sound, but we have come to believe, that once, once upon a time, God came down in the likeness of flesh and became human like us. That's what Christianity is. Christianity is not advanced Judaism. It is as different from Judaism as it is from Buddhism. I pray you understand me here. Christianity is radical in that point that you are telling me that God wore human flesh and lived on the earth and somebody took him and flogged him and pierced his hands and killed him. That's why Muslims can never accept it. They can accept that Jesus was a great prophet. They can accept that. But you are saying that this is God manifested in flesh. The name Emmanuel does not mean God is with us. Emmanuel means this is God with us. That's my Emmanuel. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. Christianity is radical. We are saying, how did everything come into existence? He said, go and visit Mary. She will show you her son. That is how everything came into existence. By him, all things were made. Without him was not anything made that was made. What is Christianity? In him was life. And the life was the light of men. That is, life is in Christ Jesus. That if, if Jesus does like this, Donald trump, we die. If he turns in President Muhammadu Buhari's direction and pulls back his breath that he gave to him, he will collapse on the spot and he will die. I mean, the man Jesus. You know what happened to the man Jesus? Once he came home, he came to Bethany. And they said, the one who you love is dead. He turned to the sisters. He said, ah, uh-uh. ah. He told Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. I don't know whether you heard that. Pray that God will give you understanding. He said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, he that believes in me, even though he dies, yet he will live. I don't know whether you're getting my point. He said, I breathe life into people. I'm the source of life. That's what Christianity is. Christianity is not just a way by which we pray and God listens. That's a tiny part of it. What is Christianity? It means we have come to accept. We have come to believe. That God came down in the likeness of flesh. That's what Christianity is. Christianity means I will believe that that same Jesus, he rose up again from the dead and is alive forevermore. I hope you're getting my point. That's what Christianity is. Christianity means that that Jesus that lived on this earth, that's why I don't want to travel somewhere to go and see, walk in his footsteps. Do you know why? He has climbed the steps of this building many times. Two ways he has climbed these steps, and two ways he still climbs the steps. One way is at any time you and I are climbing, he's climbing too. But sometimes he goes to a great market, collects a shirt, a pair of jeans, and wears a cap by himself, and takes a stroll. So let me see how these people are doing up there. And per adventure, he has come in here, taking a seat at the back, and listening to us pray. And listen to what's gist. Peradventure, he has come. I am persuaded. I have no shadow of doubt about it. There are people listening to this message who have met him physically. They did not know. Sometimes he asks them for direction. Sometimes he asks them for water. Sometimes he answers their question. Sometimes they are confused. A stranger just says, ah, how are you? Oh, peace be upon you. And he puts a hand on their shoulder. And they felt the peace of God that passes all understanding. And the man gets up and walks away. And they don't realize that's Jesus who just touched them. Listen to me, he does that every day. He walks around. He does. He still visits people. He's been to many offices. Pull out the drawer to see what's inside the drawer. Say, this file. You're supposed to move it three days ago. <laughs> and I'm not joking. That's that's Christianity for you. Who is Jesus? He's God that is alive forevermore. I will you get my point. That's us restore of it. That's who Jesus is. That's what Christianity is. I've thanked God for many things, and I keep on thanking Jesus for many things. But really, in my heart, there are a few things that just stand out on top. One of them is the fact that I'm not a slave, and I can't be one. You know I can't be a slave? I'm already his slave. I'm not available for sale. Do you get my point? Yeah, I'm not available to be sold to anybody, to anything. I'm a born slave of Christ Jesus. The other day, the pastor Kimute was on radio. People were fighting him that he said that we are slaves we are servants of God. They said, no, we are, sons, we are sons, we are sons, we are sons. You know, when people are walking in pride, they don't even know. That was to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. We accept the slavery side. It's called humility. But what they don't realize, the Bible makes it clear. There are sons that serve. There are two kinds of sons. There are prodigal sons. And there are sons that serve. That is why I can't be a slave. Yes, indeed, I'm a son of God. But more importantly, in that context, that I'm a born servant of Christ Jesus. That's why you see every time Paul wants to introduce himself, you say, Paul, you know, when you read your Bible, you say, a The literally is a born slave of Christ Jesus. A born slave. You see, none of them, if, if Paul ever spoke about sonship, he said, now are we, that he's talking about we. John talked about we. But when he talked about I, a servant. Same thing with Peter. That's why I'm not available for sale. I've been bought. I've been bought. And the person who bought me does not sell. I hope you're getting my point. Why will he say it doesn't go broke? I hope you're getting what I'm saying. He doesn't need anything. He has everything in himself. He's the beginning of God's creation. He has everything in himself. Life is in him. That's why he can't sell. He bought me to set me free. I hope you get my point. I'm not available for sale. That's why, I said at the beginning, Satan is looking for who to put in bondage. And many times Christians don't realize they now sell themselves into bondage. That's why at the beginning we prayed. I said, prophesy to your neighbor that God will give him or her understanding. Because if you see life from the spiritual, you can't be held in bondage. When they want to bait you, you'll be looking. With what? They said the one billionaire we're talking about. All you'll be seeing from above is all flesh, is grass. I will not sell my freedom. I will not sell my destiny for money. I can't. Jesus died to set me free. Let's give him thanks. Just give him thanks based on what we have said. Just say, Jesus, I thank you. Just say, Jesus, I thank you. Thank him because he has set you free. I want you to do that. Thank him because he has set you free. Say, Jesus, thank you for setting me free. Say, Jesus, I thank you for setting me free. Say, thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. Say, Jesus, by you all things were made. Who is Jesus to you? Say, the creator that I know? He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the first. He is the last. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is life. The source of life. The knowledge of him is eternal life. He is a bread that came down from heaven. He is a water of life. Who is this Jesus? He is the reason why I live. He is the reason why I can face tomorrow. He is my tomorrow. My tomorrow is in him. He is the one that loved me enough to die for me. He is the one that put me back. On the path that the Father set me to walk on. He is the one that turned me from a prodigal son to a serving son. Who is Jesus? He is my righteousness. He is the reason why God listens to my prayers. Not because of my $1,000 seed, not because of what I gave a millionaire. Giving is good. Children of God are givers, but that's not why God is listening to us. He listens to us because we have believed in Jesus Christ. He's our advocate to the Father. Anytime you say to the Father, "I am sorry, he is the reason you are forgiven. Forgiveness is not free, forgiveness is not cheap. Jesus is the reason why you are forgiven. Listen, he's the reason why you ever get healed. He's the reason why you are not dead right now. He's the reason why you will not die until you have fulfilled the purpose of God on this earth. And you have manifested manifested the redemption that is in him. Who is Jesus? He's the one that walks amongst the lampstands. He's the one that's looking into your life and my life. Checking to be sure you are walking according to the plan of God. That's who Jesus is. He's the reason why we are gathered. And it comes for these meetings. Listen, he's a God that we fear. Because he's a God appointed judge of the living and the dead. He's the one that everybody... We stand before one day and give account for their lives. Is the one that will tell Buddha where he will spend eternity. Is the one that will tell Mohammed where he will spend eternity. Is the God-appointed judge of the living and the dead. Jesus asks. He said, "Who do you say that I am?" It's not a photograph on the wall. Is the one at the door of your heart that wants to dwell in? He said, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. Is the one we obey? Is the one we obey? Is the one we obey? Is the one that's seated at the right hand of God the Father? David said, The Lord said to my Lord, Is David's Lord? Is your Lord and mine. He's the one we serve. Who is Jesus? Tell him who he is to you. Use your own words. Talk to him. Say, Jesus, you are the fear of Isaac. You are the fear of banking. That is, you are the one I walk in dread of. Yes, I know you love me, but I also don't want to offend you. I know you, Jesus. The mountains melt like wax at your coming. The kings of this earth, they hide their faces. The generals, big commanders, the rich men, they hide at your appearing. You are the king of kings. You are the lord of lords. You are the lord of my life. You are the lord of my home. You know what Jesus said? Who do you say that I am? Answer him, answer him this evening. Answer him. Say, tell him, Lord, you are the reason I live. You are the reason I live. You are the reason I'm free. You are the reason I know the Father. You are the reason the Father loves me. You are the reason I have a purpose. You are the direction of my life You are the wisdom by which I walk Who do you say that I am? Jesus, you are the one I will face one day and give account of my life You are the reason I love my neighbor You are the reason I fear Fear as in fear righteousness Fear God You are the meaning of value. You are the one before whom that is compared with whom everything else loses value. My PhD has no value if I know you. Every professor, scientist, teacher, whatever they are, they pale in comparison to you. Jesus, that is who you are. You are the great I am. He said before Abraham, I am. (laughs) You are the one that reconciled your people. You are the one that made us one. You are the end to racism. No, call him that name. The end to racism. Say, Jesus, you are the end to racism. You are the end to racism. You are the end to tribalism. Some people still preach and do believe and they claim to be Christians. That God said the races must be separate. No, not in Christ Jesus. For unbelievers, maybe. But in Christ Jesus, Jesus is the reason. Everything, every partitioning has come to an end. Say, Lord Jesus, you are eternal value. It's important you understand that. Paul said, Whatever it is that I gained, all things, all these things I counted as dung. Why? Because I discovered Jesus, the eternal value. They are the source of everything. The Lord Jesus is asking again this evening: who do you say that I am? Please take a minute and talk to him. And tell him, thank you for everything that he is to you. Who do you say that I am? Take one more minute. Tell him thank you. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in him, even though he dies, yet he shall live. He said to him, Jesus, you are the reason I live. The resurrection and the life. You are the judge yet you are the Lord of mercy. Mercy is your name. Faithfulness is your name. You are the governor among the nations. You are the one before whom all men will bow. All gods will bow. You are the author and the finisher of faith. Jesus, that's who you are to me. A special song that wants to sing about Jesus. i give you five minutes. Does anybody have a special song? Where's the other microphone? Apostle? Who's bold enough to sing? Aha, uh-huh, give that to Israel. You are the real. poverty, not diseases, not a false destiny that is a a hopeless destiny. There is nothing to be afraid of once we have you. Jesus will ask you this evening help us to remember. Holy Spirit testify of Jesus to us all the time. Lord we give you Jesus we have prayed. The Lord is good.